glad you're saved, say hallelujah. Amen. The Bible said, you hath he quickened. That's a good Bible word, amen. Who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air and the, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversation or our life in times past in the lust of flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. That's why as a Christian, we're not called to put ourselves on a pedestal because we're no different. We're in the same boat in the same place as everybody else. But I want you to say those first two words with me in verse number four, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Now before they ever put those things on smartphones where you could just click a smiley face, back in the day you had a text them bad boys and that colon with the little, uh, uh, what's that thing, parenthesis after, that's a winking smiley face. God said, I just want to remind you how I saved you. <laughs> By grace are you saved. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith. In that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Let's pray to Heavenly Father. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you, Lord, for church on a Sunday morning. Lord, what a, what a wonderful place to be. Lord, there's a lot of places, God, we ought to be. And uh, Lord, we, we should have ended up this morning, God, but Lord, because of your grace and your mercy in our life, Lord, and the working of the Holy Spirit, God, you've put a desire in our heart to be here this morning. And Lord, it's my favorite place to go, Lord. It's, it's what I look forward to. It's the highlight of my week, God, just to get around God's people and just to fellowship, Lord, and to open up the word of God and just to, Lord, let you speak to our hearts and encourage us and strengthen us and challenge us and convict us and correct us, Lord, and comfort us, God, only as you can, Lord. I'm so thankful, Lord, that this opportunity is not up to me, God. The, the work that will be done today is, God, not of my ability, Lord. I'm just a vessel in the hands of the master this morning, and I'm so thankful, God, through me and in me, God, you could do far more for me and for those that are here this morning than I could ever dream. And I just pray, Lord, this morning that you hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Lord, you hit me out of myself, Lord, and fill me with the Spirit of God. Pray, make preaching, God, what you desire it to be and designed it to be this morning. And, Lord, I just simply, but, simply want to be used of you one more time. We ask you, Lord, you work in the hearts and lives of every person that is here this morning for those that know you as their personal Lord and Savior, Lord, there is a day, there was a time, there was a moment in their life where they got saved by the grace of God. I pray, Lord, you'd encourage them and help them this morning, not just to enjoy their salvation, but, God, to work it out with fear and trembling. And, God, to see all that was, is within us and all that you've given to us for us to use for your glory. And I pray, Lord, this morning for those that don't know, Lord, they're not sure about their salvation 
I pray, Lord, you'd work in their heart. Lord, Holy Spirit, God, you can convict and uh, work in that avenue far better than I could ever think to do this morning. I ask that you do it, Lord, and draw them unto yourself. Lord, show them Jesus dying on the cross for their sin. God, show him raising up again the third day, conquering death, hell, and the grave. And Lord, let them know that, that, that you did that for them. We ask you this morning, Lord, you just work in hearts. And Lord, you'd get the glory and you'd get the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. You can have a seat this morning. Thank you so much for standing and listening and uh, reading the word of God. Well, how many of you love your Bible this morning, amen? I love my Bible. I've been hanging out in Ephesians uh, in my own personal study and just kind of reading through it. And, and sometimes I would go, you know, chapter a day and I've just been hanging out Ephesians chapter one, Ephesians chapter number two. And uh, I found out I, I, it may be a good thing, it may be a bad thing, I, but the Lord's just letting me stop and just slow down in my, my Bible reading. And we'll, <laughs> I don't know how that works for preaching. We may make it through two books in the next 10 years. I don't know, amen. Uh, but we're just gonna look at some things this morning. And, and November is the month of Thanksgiving and we praise the Lord for that. We look forward to that. But I remember being a kid growing up and going to school in this month. At some time during this month in the school year, we had to do a project that was uh, centered around being thankful. And, and it seemed like it never failed that once every year I had to list out some things that I was thankful for. And one that sticks out of my mind, I remember one year we had to make thankful turkeys. And they drew, a, the teacher put a turkey on a piece of paper. It was a drawing and we had to take feathers and write out things that we were thankful for and then we were to put it on the turkey. And we were making thankful turkeys. And man, I started off real good. I'm thankful for my family. Boy, I said, oh, that's a good one. And I wrote it down and I stuck it on, on my, my, my turkey. And then I said, oh, I'm thankful for my friends. And I wrote that down and I stuck it on there. And I, I'm thankful uh, for, and I, I began to write these things down. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my friends. And I'm, I'm thankful uh, for, for my things, these, these things I had. And I began to write these things down. But then quickly my mind went blank. I mean, I was three feathers in and I had lost my thankfulness. I could not remember things that I was thankful for. And I went into panic mode. I've got to write something down or I'm going to fail the thankful test. My teacher's going to hold me back. I'm going to have to repeat second grade all over again. And I said, I've got to write something down. And so I said, I'm thankful for oxygen. <laughs> because you can't breathe without it. And so I might as well be thankful. So I wrote down oxygen. And then I thought, well, I've got to be thankful for trees because that's where oxygen comes from. And so I wrote down, I'm thankful for trees. And then I said, well, I got one more feather. I got to finish off strong. And the first thing that came to my mind was grass. <laughs> and so I wrote down, I'm thankful for grass. Glued that feather to that turkey. I finished the project, passed the second grade, and the rest is history. But I remember going home and showing that to my parents, and my dad made this, boy, you started off real well. What? Oxygen. <laughs> Out of everything, you could be thankful. Oxygen. I said, well, dad, if we didn't have it, you'd be dead. <laughs> but after Thanksgiving comes December. I remember being a young boy, and 
while I struggled with listing out things that I was thankful for, I never struggled with my Christmas list. I always knew what I wanted. I always knew what I was expecting and desiring to see underneath that tree come Christmas morning. I, I, had to sit, I didn't go into panic mode. I, 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 I didn't get confused. Boy, I had that thing wrote out, highlighted, bolded, underlined, preference. If you can't get this, well, then you can get that. And if this is out of stock, well, you can pick this up. And I had one thing, and I never struggled with writing out my request. And I think sometimes in our Christian life, we do the same thing. Now, I'm not saying tonight, this morning that it's wrong for you and I to have prayer requests and to ask God for things in our life. Matter of fact, I would encourage you to do that. But so many times we're so quick to, and, and they roll off of our tongue. We have a long list of things we want and our request and, and we, we rattle them up. Lord, I need this and Lord, I need this and I need this and I need this and I need this. And then when it comes time to being thankful, become real generic. Lord, thank you for my blessings. Lord, thank you for all that you've done for me. Can I say this one? Those are not bad statements. And I know, listen, I, I understand that I'm not always, my, my words don't always flow out how they're supposed to flow out and I don't always express myself clearly and there are some times where it's just a simple thank you but the heart behind it is a genuine heart of gratitude. But I begin to think about this, it's, it's November, it's Thanksgiving month and those people on Facebook, they've already started, it's 30 days, 31, I don't know how many days are in, in 30 days in November and they, every day they're being thankful and I seen Brother Mike Andrews, he said he was thankful for old age. Said, that sounds like Brother Mike Andrews. <laughs> but you begin to list out all these things we're thankful for. And so for the next few Sunday mornings, we're gonna tackle the subject of things every Christian should be thankful for. Things every Christian should be thankful for, and not just what they should be thankful for, why they should be thankful for it. And so this morning, we're gonna start right here in Ephesians chapter number two, and I wanna say this one, I'm thankful for my salvation. I'm thankful for my salvation. Matter of fact, salvation's what makes church exciting. Salvation's what makes church what it is. Could you imagine this morning if all we had was a bunch of religion and a bunch of rules and a bunch of calisthenics and a bunch of activity and motion, but there was no salvation in the midst of it. There was no Holy Ghost moving in the We just have dead religion, but you and I that have been saved by the grace of God, we meet in here on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights and we haven't got over the fact that God would save somebody like us and boy, it just rolls over into the service. My Lord has taken good care of me. He paid a debt I owed and he's done far more for me than I could ever dream and, and it all rolls back to the day that I got saved. I wanna give you three reasons why we should be thankful for salvation. Number one, reason number one, I needed to be saved. I needed to be saved. Verse one through three, we, we see where we were before we got saved. 
You hath he quickened who are dead in their trespasses and sin. Where in times past you walked according to the course of the world, of this world according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Among whom also we had our conversation, our lifestyle in times past and the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath even as others. Now to be completely honest with you this morning, I did not come from a, a rough lifestyle, right? I, I did not come, according to the world, my upbringing, the way I was raised and the, the environment that I grew up in, the world would say it was a good environment. Matter of fact, I was raised in a stable home environment for 16 years of my life. I had a mother and a father in the home and they expressed love towards me. They took care of me. They provided for me and my siblings. I, I've, never, I've never been on drugs. I've never been drunk and I'm not bragging this morning. It's just a reality in my life and I've never committed a crime that was worthy of going to jail. I've never joined a gang, praise the Lord, because I would not have made it out. I, I went to church regularly. I'm an Eagle Scout. I, I was all A honor roll. I graduated top 10 of my class. According to the world, I was good. According to the world standards, I was okay. Matter of fact, the world would probably look at somebody like me and say, you need to be like him. Look how good he is. Can I say that's the greatest lie the world ever told me? That I was good. But notice what it says in verses two and three. When you are defined by the according of the world, it's not a good thing. Why? Satan, the Bible says, the prince of the power of the air in verse number two this morning. But according to, to the world, I, I was good according to them, but Satan is nothing but a liar. He's the father of lies. Everything that ever comes out of his mouth is a lie. And do you realize this morning that he's, he's lying to generation after, you are okay, you are good according to the world. But according to the word, I wasn't good. According to the word, I was a sinner. And there's none that doeth good, no, not one. The word told me I needed to be saved. Jesus said ye must be born again. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not rich enough. You are not enough by yourself. You must be born again. Well, why must somebody, why must a man, why must a woman, why must a boy, why must a girl be born again? Why must they be saved? Well, I was wretched. Romans 3.23 said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory. All preacher, no, you just told us how good you are. Do you realize this morning that I'm just like you and you're just like me? We are sinners by birth, we are sinners by choice, and we are sinners by nature this morning. Ever since the Garden of Eden, the fall of man, sin has passed down from man to man, from generation to generation, and we are all sinners this morning. Just because somebody wears their wretchedness better than you do doesn't mean they're any less wretched than you are. We're all sinners in the eyes of God this morning. And I need to be saying, why? I was wretched. Notice this, I was wrong. You ever took a test? and gave it your best effort. I mean, you studied and, and you, you, you focused and you, you built yourself up. Boy, I'm gonna show this test who's boss. I'm gonna take this thing and boy, my teacher's gonna be so 
proud of me. You grab your number two pencil. You go to start filling in things and, and you turn it in. And you're like, oh yeah. My boy, wait until mom and daddy see this just to get it back and everything's wrong. But I tried my best. I, I gave it my best effort. I, I poured myself into it and I was still wrong. The Bible said that you're the best that you and I have to offer. The things that we would pour all of our ability into. The Bible said they're about as good as filthy rags. There's no great merit to it. There's, there's nothing wonderful. Our, all our righteousness is filthy rags. I wasn't even close. I was wrong. And so are you this morning. We tried our best and come up short. We're wretched. I was wrong. Why must I be saved? Because I was wandering. Isaiah 53, 6, we, 6 says, we all like sheep have gone astray. We all, let me tell you what that means in the Hebrew, all. It means everybody. <laughs> That's how they say it in South Augusta. Everybody. We all like sheep have gone astray. I was wandering through life. I had no purpose. Had no. Oh, there was. I had goals and I had dreams and I. I had things that I thought I was. I was. <laughs> we went to the rodeo this past Friday night and and boy, I was. I hadn't been to one in years and. And when I was growing up, when I was five years old, the first thing I ever, I didn't want to be a firefighter. I didn't want to be a police officer. I didn't want to be an astronaut. I didn't want to be a professional baseball player. I wanted to be a bull rider. That's what I wanted to be. Amen. I wanted to ride a bull and, and go to the rodeo and, and live up the rodeo life until I met one. And he had just got stepped on by a bull. Face was black and blue. I said, you know what? I, I'm not going to play baseball. <laughs> that sounds like a better career choice. But I was, I'm just going, I was just like everybody else. I was just like you. I was trying to figure out why am I here? What is my purpose? What am I supposed to do with my life? And everywhere the world sent me just led to either a dead end or to another left turn or to another right turn. And there was no real, I was just one, I was just like a sheep going from one place to the next. And here's the reality. The devil is fine with you and I wondering because he knows if we don't ever get saved and all we do is wander, we'll wander ourselves into hell. I was wondering my way to hell. Preacher, why did you need to be, why must I be saved? Because you're wretched. Because you're wrong. And you're wondering, preacher, don't you dare say that. I'm not saying about you, God's word did. I'm just a messenger this morning and I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching at someone or, or at myself this morning. Why, I have been there. I was there. But thank God for the day I realized I needed to be saved. I realized that I was not good enough. I realized I was wretched. I realized I was wrong. I realized I was wandering. And I realized there was nothing I could do about it by myself. Well, have me glad for the day you needed and realized you needed to be saved. Maybe here this morning, it's the first time you've ever realized it. You realize today that your need of salvation. Here's the thing this morning, if I'm thankful for it, I'm just not thankful for the fact that I realized I needed to be saved. Hang on for a few minutes. This ain't the only point this morning. You can go from the place where you realize you need it to the place where you realize you have it and you've been saved by the grace of God. Reason number one, I needed to be saved or why I'm thankful for my salvation is because I needed to be saved. Reason number two, I'm thankful for my salvation. You ready for it real deep? 
I got saved. <laughs> I got, look at verse number eight this morning. Four by, this, this verse of my Bible is highlighted. I've got brackets on it. I've got notes next to it. It's the most, one of the most wonderful book, books, one of the most wonderful verses in your Bible this morning. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Well, I'm thankful for my salvation. One, I realized I needed to be saved. Number two, I got saved. Now, my wife has a wonderful memory of details. I don't. And I was made aware of that this, this weekend as we were all, baby one, baby two, baby three, baby four, baby five, babies everywhere, amen? Like Cabbage Patch kids around here. And she asked me, she said, do you remember how oh, when, 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 when Shiloh was born? I remember what day it was. What time of the day? It was sometime before dinner, after breakfast. She said, was it 1137? Sure. <laughs> do, you, do you remember how long in, our kids were? Somewhere in that neighborhood. Do you remember what time, do you remember what their weights were? <laughs> Less than 12 pounds. <laughs> She, she kept asking, and, I, and she would suggest, and I would just agree, because I knew she knew what she was talking about. And here's the thing, I, I thought I was doing good just to remember their birthdays. <laughs> and sometimes I got to remember, whose birthday is it next? And I can remember the, the day they were, like the, 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 the month and the day, but sometimes I forget the year. <laughs> The only reason I can remember Williams is because it's got 12, 13, and 11 in it. And so it's like 11, 12, 13, but not 11, 12, 13. It's 12, 13, 11. <laughs> T.R. was born in 2015. And Shiloh was born in 2021. I'm doing good, amen. <laughs> only because I've been thinking about it. <laughs> Catch me after the service. So what, what year was T.R. born? Uh, <laughs> sometime after 2000. <laughs> But here's the thing, I, I don't remember the details all the time. I can't remember how, how many pounds and ounces they were. I can't always remember how many inches long they were. I can't remember the exact minute they were born, but I've not forgot the day they were born. Those days changed my life. Those days are days that I'll never forget. When you hear that first cry and you hold that baby for the first time and you see those little eyes and you see the miracle of life right there in front of you. Can I say I've not forgot those days because they changed my life. There was another day that changed my life. It was April 3rd, 2015. My, none of my children were born that, born that day, but I was born again that day. I can't tell you the exact minute I got saved. Ask my wife, she might know. I can tell you it was in the afternoon. I, I can't tell you the exact words I said. I can't give you back verbatim the prayer that I prayed. I can't even tell you how long I prayed. I, there's a lot that a detail specific I can't remember about that day. I remember where it was. It was in my living room of the house that we used to live on off of 88. I can remember the day that it was. It was a Friday. <laughs> I can remember where we went afterwards. 
Where'd you go, preacher? I hop. <laughs> I can remember that, amen? It's tied back to food. I can't, there's a lot that I can't tell you about that day, but there's one thing I can definitely tell you about that day. I got saved. I got saved. How do you know that, preacher? Because I remember I admitted that I was a sinner. I knew that I was. Nobody had to convince me. God had already convicted me. It wasn't the preacher that made me realize. It wasn't what somebody else said or did. It was the Holy Spirit saying, you are a sinner. And I said, you're exactly right. I agreed. I admitted that he was right. Then I believed that Jesus died for me. You know, I taught that to people. I had shared that with people. And I, I, I had expressed that in multiple ways to different people. Well, on April 3rd, 2015, it wasn't just something I was saying. It wasn't just something I was teaching. It was something that I wholeheartedly realized and believed. Yes, he died for the world, but I could take that world out and put my name right there, and it still held its credit and its weight. I believe that he did it for me. I believe that he died and he paid my debt on the cross of Calvary. I believe on the third day he rose again. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. I believed he was coming back. I believed when he said you must be born again, he was talking, he was talking to Nicodemus that night, but he was talking to me that day. I'm so thankful this one. Not only did I agree and admit to what I already knew was true, that I was a sinner, but then I put all of my faith, the best I knew how, on the fact that Jesus died and was buried and he rose again for me. And then I just simply asked him to save me. It wasn't some extraordinary phraseology of words, thou most wonderful holy creator of all creators. It was Lord, would you save me? Lord, I believe that you died for me. Lord, I know that I've done wrong. Lord, you said if I'll come to you, you'll no wise cast me out. God, would you save me? I got good news for you, y'all. He did. And I ain't been the same since. I changed. I didn't change. He changed me. He didn't take a little bit of me and just repair me a little bit. He took me from death to life. He took all those old things, let them pass away, and he created me brand new. That which was now dead was alive. The day that God saved me, he changed me. And my life hasn't been this. The birth of the children changed my life. And my life hasn't been the same since they were born. How many, how many mamas and daddies know that's true, amen? <laughs> how many mom and daddy try to remember a day before you had children? You know, it's back there somewhere, but I can't think of it. Well, I'm hoping for a day where I know where my past was. But it'll be a far fleeting memory. And I can't believe I can't believe I used to live like that. I, I can't believe I used to think that. I can't believe I used to say that. I can't believe I used to do those things. But thank God for the day that I got saved. Thank God for the day. That you, let me ask you this morning. Do you have a day? Do you have a moment? Do you have a time where you knowingly and willingly ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, to come into your heart, cleanse you, change you, and, and save you and give you that gift of salvation. Can I say, we, you can say amen that salvation's a good thing to be thankful for, but when you experience it, you'll know it far better than just saying it this morning. If you know that you need to be saved, will you let the Lord save you today? Reason number one, I, I'm thankful for my salvation is because I needed to be saved and I couldn't do it myself. Reason number two is because I got saved. 
I, I did what the, the Bible tells us and teaches us and what the Lord instructed us. And, and I got saved. Man, I'm grateful. It's the one thing that has changed my life completely and totally beyond my wildest dreams. Here's reason number three this morning why we should be thankful for our salvation and why I'm thankful for my salvation. Reason number three, y'all ready for it? I'm still saved. <laughs> I'm still saved. Look at verse number four. But God, who is rich in his mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead to sins, hath quickened us and, uh, together with Christ. By grace are you saved. I hope every time you read that you wink. Remember that God's doing that smile, winking. I just want to let you remember how, how I saved you. By grace you are saved and have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he, that, that he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through... Let me ask, who's doing all that? God is. But aren't you glad? Listen, if you could lose your salvation, I'd have been done lost it. Why? I lose everything. I'm, there's, there's some things I haven't lost and it's just because they're pretty much too big to lose. But if I can put it in my pocket, if I can carry it, if I can place it somewhere where I, I'll tell them, I'll, I'll remember, I'm gonna set that right there and I'll not forget where I, it's gone. I done lost it already. I done forgot where I sat it. It doesn't matter. I just lose everything this morning. The reality is if it was up, for, up to me and you to control and contain and hold on to and establish and keep going and to satisfy our salvation, we couldn't do it. But I, I challenge you, go back, read verses four through seven. All of that is, that is being done right there is God doing that for you. And I, can I say this one? I'm so thankful that I can't lose my salvation. Why, preacher, I'm not the one in charge of it. <laughs> it's not on my credit. It's not on my, my behalf. That is not my responsibility. I'm to grow in the Lord, and I'm to allow that salvation to work in me and through me and for me. But God began a good work in me, and he said, I will continue to do that work until that appointed day, until where our faith becomes sight and we'll rejoice for eternity in a place called heaven. Here's the thing, if you could lose your salvation, you couldn't have verse six and seven in your Bible. It couldn't be in there. Why, preacher? It hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. In Christ, do you realize it's one of the verbiage there isn't necessarily something that we are waiting to do. The verbiage there is as if you and I are already there. We're already seated in heavenly places. And one day, that which we believe by faith will be made sight. And we understand now we are, we are uh, looking forward to heaven, but the reality is you and I are already there. Preacher, explain, I just did. <laughs> That's how great your salvation is. And I'm, how many are glad this morning it's a salvation so great that you can't comprehend it all, amen? But, it, but if you could lose it, how could you have verse six? How could you say you're already sitting there? Because what happens if you lose it? Now you're not sitting there. Then what does God do with your mansion? What does he do with your seat? Look at verse number seven, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. If you could lose it, how could he show that? How, how could he say, you know what? For the rest of eternity, I'm gonna show you how great and rich my grace is. But only if you don't lose it. Well, that's not grace anymore. How could you show off his exceedingly rich grace for all eternity if you lost it and never got it back? Can I say this one? I'm 
I'm still just as saved as I was the day that I got saved. And when I wake up tomorrow, I'll, be, I'll still be saved. I'm thankful for my salvation because it's the one thing that I will never lose. I'll never lose it. Why? God gave it to me. He's in control of it. He's taking charge of it. Let me ask you this morning, aren't you thankful that you're still saved this morning? <laughs> you say, oh, preacher, I mean, that, that's, that's good and all. You don't realize how, how messed up we are. Oh, preacher, you don't struggle with sin. You're the pastor, right? You don't struggle with bad attitudes, bad thoughts, bad actions. I mean, you, you probably struggle with sin, you know, probably every two to three weeks, right, preacher? Try two to three seconds. I'm made out of the same things that you're made out of. I, I, <laughs> this suit and tie doesn't come with magical powers except for getting smaller. It's the only magical power that it has. Can I say this morning, if, if it was up to my position and my ability, I'd have lost my salvation five seconds after I got it. But I'm glad this morning I'm not in charge of that. God said, there's a record book, a Lamb's Book of Life. He said, I've wrote your name in and my pen will have an eraser. It doesn't strike anything out. Once it's there, it's always there. Well, how many are still glad that you're saved this morning? Give you three reasons why I'm thankful for my salvation. One, I needed to be saved. Number two, I got saved. And number three, I'm still saved. Preacher, that's not real deep. I understand that, but I am real thankful. <laughs> I am real thankful this morning that I, I needed to be saved. God saved me, and I'm still saved this morning. Let's all stand this morning, every.